Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The trend is catching on if you look at companies like The Ordinary and um, it's very one or two ingredient uh, lists you the idea is for the customer to look at the ingredient list and and recognize what's going into their skin so simplicity and versatility was always our go to like we, it can't, it cannot be rocket science it can't be too many layers it has to be quick easy and effective so that's how we had captured the audience when we entered the market hi folks i would like to introduce myself my name is pyle and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi, everyone. Today, I am in conversation with the lovely Sabina Munshi. Sabina is founder and CEO of Bearskin Singapore. She's also the founder and digital content strategist for Spot On Private Limited, and she clearly is a woman of substance, which is why I am so pleased to have her um, on this very, very special series. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sabina. Thank you, Paya. Thank you so much for having me. I was so touched when you reached out. Thank you. <laughs> Great. So, um, Sabina, I know there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, I mean, before I kickstart, um, you know, other bits of the conversation. Um, a little bit on your background and when, because I, you are based in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So when did you move to Singapore and um, what kind of brought you to Singapore in the first place? Yeah, sure. It's um, It's been quite a journey and it was so nice to hear that you're based here as well in Singapore. Things are opening up and we can finally meet and things like that. Um, but with regards to my journey, I um, it's been... Um, it, it's been a long, a long one, but one that has led me to 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 bare skin, which I I'm so grateful for. Um, uh, I am of Indian origin, but I grew up in Sri Lanka, so I consider Sri Lanka my home. I was there for 18 years um, of my you know youth, and then uh, moved to the U.S. to study, where I met my husband. And we both, once we were done with work and study, we said, you know, 
there has to be something closer to our home countries. He grew up in Africa and he's of Indian origin as well. Um, and then we literally put a map on the desk and said, okay, where is it that we should base ourselves off of? Because the US was just too far from home for us. Um, so we identified uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and then we tried out all of these countries. And um, we literally did, you know, two, three years in Penang and um, in different countries. And then Singapore was something that really we resonated with and absolutely fell in love with. And um, so now Singapore is home for us. With regards to bare skin, um, I had three kids before 30. So in the midst of all of this moving around, I, um, I, had, I had three kids back to back. And um, at that time, social media and influencers and a lot of the um, skincare routines and all was based on aspiration. Um, there were, you know, a lot of content around super expensive and exclusive La Mer Chanel, $300 eye creams. So a lot of the moms and younger generation of, of my age were looking at ads that were aspirational. It was not something they could relate to. It was not, it was not something that they would just pick up and use as well. So when I started, you know, being a mother of three under 30, having a full-time job, I, I used to use very quick products and quick things, quick fixes for my kids, for me. Um, and I started blogging about it on Facebook just for the benefit of my sisters because I have four sisters. And that that blog on Facebook just grew and grew and grew. And it had 30,000 followers at one point. And it was, I think it was because they could relate to me. I was someone very relatable. I was very real about my bad nights with the kids, about dark circles and how I quickly cover it up in the morning versus like nappy rash creams. So it's very real. And I felt like that's what I struck a chord with with the audience. And I was sitting on this audience of 30, 35,000 um, uh, people that were very connected to me. And, they'd, and they were telling me things that they're not finding out there in the skincare industry. Um, I had my babies had eczema, a lot of skin issues as well. So that's when I said, you know, why why don't I create a product line that my kids will be able to use? It's at a price point that, of, that is affordable. It's at a quality that's, you know, of some standard um, and it, the efficacy, like a lot of us get very frustrated when we go out there, you know, spend on a product, use it and it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So that's how Bare Skin was born. It was out of this audience that I had and these dialogues that I had with all of these followers because they connected with me at a much deeper level. And I think mums have that community. You know, we we all tend to be like very tight tribe, which which I'm so grateful for. So um, that's how Bare Skin was born. It was out of a necessity of something that wasn't available out there. Um, and I would use products on my son's skin who had eczema I would use it when I was pregnant with my other babies on for stretch marks like I, it's something that was developing while I was using it and finding the gaps in 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 the market that didn't exist um so yeah that, that's how bare skin was born and um it's it's been my fourth year now um so we've been growing very gradually um retail picked it up uh, during covid um, we did a lot of um, Insta lives and lives on other platforms, just in, in teaching the audience how these products work for you. So do you have a background in, because I, I saw that you actually have a background in uh, digital yes. um, content, right? Uh -huh. So, yes. um, so, so how, uh, so a lot of it was, um, you know, trying the different products was very, 
experimental yes correct mm -hmm. um so then how did you actually or how were you able to um understand the value of yes. um sustainable mm -hmm. skincare yeah so by profession and by education, I am uh, a digital marketer and a strategist, um, a content strategist, branding. That's what I. That's what my day job was until mid this year. That's I switched to Bearskin full time mid this year because um, that that it was a decision I made because Bearskin was taking off and I had to quit my full-time job so that's the job I've known I lived I breathed um it, that, that's all I did content digital marketing branding and I loved it it was something that I I thrived on and, and it gave me so much energy that giving that up really was like letting go of one of my children or something because it was so uh close to my heart but um it definitely there's a crossover like I use all of that knowledge with bare skin um, but with regards to how I got into skincare and that space, it's a very, uh, you know, niche space where you have to be a lab specialist and things like that to understand ingredients. Um, so when I was trying to source for bare skin and what I wanted, it was not out of my kitchen. I would actually go into labs. So whenever we would have family holidays, I would always ask my husband to give me two days of that trip. And I would go into these factories and labs. So I try, I did Taiwan, Korea, Japan, Sri Lanka, India, uh, trying to find that, that, you know, what I'm looking for. Like it was really important because since my children were using it at a very young age, I wanted the purity to be of a certain standard. I wanted, um, you know, women entrepreneurs, if I found them, I wanted to uh, su take supply from them because I would be helping. I wanted that whole ecosystem because it was me building it from scratch. I could call the shots. I could say where, where I want the supply to come from. I could say how, what the quality grade should be. Um, and after trying all of these labs and factories, funnily, I found one right here in Singapore where I live, you know, um, and when I saw the standards that they use and they understood what I wanted, um, they understood the, the levels of standard I wanted, the practices I wanted. Um, and that's when I um, decided that Singapore will be the place where I will do my sourcing from because the lab was just like fantastic. It was um I because I'd looked everywhere I knew what I did not want um so clearly and it was not it was definitely not something that I did myself because that is not my expertise but I know I know what isn't available out there I knew with all of this audience that I have that I was interacting with um and then that's how we stuck to supplying from Singapore until today that it's it's definitely um Financially, it does take a toll on us because Singapore is an expensive place to source from. But given the quality, I I, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. But we are looking to expand our supply list. And now that that standard is set, it's so hard for the rest of the suppliers to meet that standard. Yeah. Um, and that's something I pride Singapore in because it, it, ha it has that standard and it will not at any point, you know, compromise that. Yeah, that that that's that's true. I mean, in terms, you can't really match that with any other country, you yes. know. So yeah, yeah. No, I completely understand. Um, so, you know, I mean, in Singapore, there's a lot of uh, obviously um, Southeast Asian uh, women are very aware. Um, and then you have a lot of these products, which, you know, I don't want to name any of the brands, but you have a lot of these different brands that are expensive that, mm -hmm. 
you know, that claim to um, do a lot mm-hmm. uh, of wonder, you know, mm-hmm. to your exactly. Skin. But um, how do you, therefore, uh, what is your USP mm-hmm. uh, that makes you stand out and that mm-hmm. makes you different? Yeah, that that's an interesting point because you are right. There is a lot of noise, quote unquote, right, in the skincare industry because there's so much out there and everything is the next best thing and the next big thing. And, um, and these companies have so much money to put into their marketing campaigns and um, all of their research and R&D. And um, so... And they're big giants, right? Uh, the big boys in 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 the field. Um, and the way we, I feel, we've always stood out from day one is uh, two factors. One is we've made skincare very simple. So that was my my take right from the beginning. Um, when we started off, it was the Korean fourteen steps glass skin, and and I was like, I don't have that kind of time, you know. Um, and I, the we started off with a two step process, which is a cleanser and an elixir. Till today, we call it the Glow Duo, which is a bestseller, and that that Glow Duo wipes out everything else on your bathroom counter, um, because your husband uses it, you use it, your kids use it. Um, it you don't need many other things with it. Um, so the whole idea was to simplify skincare. And even if you look at our ingredient list, um, now the trend is catching on. If you look at companies like The Ordinary, and um, it's very one or two ingredient uh, lists. You, The idea is for the customer to look at the ingredient list and, and recognize what's going into their skin. So simplicity and versatility was always our go-to. Like we, it, can't, it cannot be rocket science. It can't be too many layers. It has to be quick, easy, and effective. So that's how we had captured the audience when we entered the market. And the other one, which um, was a fairly new um, concept that when as Bare Skin grew, we, we stumbled upon it. Um, we, we call our skincare line an experiential immersive skincare product line. Because um, we have the tools, we have candles, we create an immersive experience. So it's a holistic experience. So I have 10 minutes at the end of my day. I want that 10 minutes to give me the maximum, right? For my mental state, my skin, my health, because that's the only 10 minutes that I've um, completely put aside for myself. So we have products around it. They're very tactile. Like we have the rollers, we have the gua sha, we have a lot of touch and feel. We have the crystal candles. Um, We also have raw crystals that we keep with, along with our skincare. So it just kind of creates an immersive experience. So I think those two things, one is simplicity and versatility. Well, versatility for the entire family and the other is the immersive component um those two combined is really what our customers find value in um and the immersiveness also comes with the traditional fusion of asian skincare techniques that's the gua sha rollers lymphatic drainage and then the modern ingredients like retinol and niacinamide so we fuse the two and create that experience um, which I feel like um, there isn't anyone in the market right now doing it, which which is why we kind of got trendy really fast because people were looking for that and they couldn't get it. Um, we spend very less, honestly, on our SEO and a lot of the ad spends because we've found that niche. And yeah. if you want to um, kind of get your hands on a clean product that's a fusion product and versatile, then, yeah, there are very few options at the moment in Singapore. So we, yeah, okay, that's that's interesting. So you, 
<clears throat> you were actually able to capture the market uh, before, you know, too many other players came in. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's catching on now. Um, yeah. I, actually, in fact, that's what I wanted to ask you as well. Is that what um, you know? Um, I mean, obviously, from what you're saying, uh, the understanding that I have is that it's a very, it's it, you know, the products are very natural mm -hmm. and um, organic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's what you've kind of fused together to create right. the ingredients to create your products yeah. um is natural the way forward and do you see um you know the beauty in and the skincare industry actually embracing it mm -hmm. um how far um uh, you know, I know it's a very um, sort of for you, the journey is uh, you've obviously used products on yourself, but bare skin is a very, very new um, experience. And, you know, it's only like four years, as you mentioned, uh, that it's it's actually out there retailing. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that uh, there are more and more people, let's not talk about Korea and Taiwan, mm -hmm. um, you know, and even India to a large extent mm -hmm. uh, has a lot of, um, of natural ingredients, you know, uh, for their skincare. Mm -hmm. So um, do you think that the beauty industry is actually embracing it in a bigger way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... Um, you mentioned India. Suddenly, you know, Ayurveda has become such a big buzzword. Everyone's looking inward and everyone's looking at their own traditions and how they can bring that forward with, with um, beauty techniques. In Asia, again, it's all of the gua sha and the Japanese um, tools. And then we have like rice powder and all of these old ingredients coming back into action. Um, and it's that need to connect with your roots and what worked for your grandparents, your grandma, you know, your mom. Um, so that definitely is making a comeback. Um, but at the same time, science has advanced so much in skincare, right? Um, I, I, I think it's um, painting the modern ingredients or artificial ingredients or chemicals is making them the bad guy is not the solution here. Uh, we still need those substances to stabilize all of the natural ingredients. Um, because, uh, for example, if, if you take um, olive oil, which suddenly has also made a surge, um, without a stabilizing component, it, it goes rancid. So you're actually doing more harm by not using a stabilizing chem chemical in that. Um, argan oil is another one that has really taken the industry by storm, but you need stabilizing agents. So I think it's really important to to make that connection and and be on the clean side with things but also understand the importance of the chemicals um and the way companies are moving forward is transparency uh you they have to be as transparent as possible so the customer understand what's going into their skin um and own up to chemicals they're using and why they're using or natural ingredients they're using and why they're using. So I think the, the answer would be transparency. As long as they are being transparent um, and the customer feels powerful, empowered enough to make that choice, like I am making that. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Choice given all the facts. I'm using this chemical given all the facts. I think that's where it, it, the whole industry is moving towards. That's why you see companies listing out their ingredients in the name of the product itself. Like you get 2.5% niacinamide, that's the name of the product because that's the level of transparency a customer is looking for right now. Okay. We haven't really gone away. We're just taking a break and we'll be back with a brand new season of Melting Pot very, very soon. So stay tuned. And maybe this is a good time for you to catch up on episodes you may have missed. Available on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, what kind of, um, um, I mean, are there laws? Um, I'm, you know, obviously I do use skincare products, but, you know, I, I don't, um, I'm not in the industry, so I don't understand. Um, I, I do look at what's behind, uh-huh. you know, you do it for food and yeah. Now you started to do it for skincare as well. Mm-hmm. So, but um, in Singapore, it, are they very stringent with mm-hmm. the laws uh, yes. when it comes to local products that you know? I mean, yes. products that actually originate from Singapore. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So just like the way the U.S. has FDA-approved products here in Singapore, they have HSA. Um, which has very stringent laws and all of our supplies have to go through it separately. And then we as a company also have to screen for it separately, um, list out all the ingredients, get the approvals. And before we enter each country, we also need to adhere to their laws. Like we're in Malaysia now, we're going to be in Indonesia very soon, Australia. So each country has its own rules and regulations. Um, and we have to, by law, make sure that we adhere to these uh, strict laws. Um, but they are being uh, very much uh, friendly towards clean skincare companies um, guiding us and onto how to even um, because some of the suppliers that we're looking at right now are not regulated because I'm trying to supply from you know underprivileged privileged women and things like that so they help us process those regulations as well get them certified so you're actually doing the supplier a huge favor by regulating them getting systems in place and so also kind of giving them uh you know giving them that um identity exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and allowing them of- yeah that's a part of the business that has very recently opened up for me, which I actually enjoy. I feel like it's our time to give back now because we've we've spent some time building up. And me being from Sri Lanka, I feel like there's so many cottage industries there that I would love to support, but but they all have to 
adhere to some regulations. So right now we're in the process of getting them systemized, getting them, you know, all of their laws and papers and everything in order, and then we become their buyers. Um, but it's something I don't have to do, but it's something I choose to do because I really believe that um, these regulations are there for our own benefit. And if I can get others into it and then they set up their own business. And then yeah, and then it up. just kind of expands into, you know, right. it's like communities exactly um, get uh, support. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So each country, you've mentioned Australia, Malaysia, Indonesia, mm -hmm. and um, Sri Lanka. Um, mm -hmm. So each country that you are now... Um, going to be available in mm -hmm. um the suppliers will be so the manufacturing will be done out of singapore or it will be done out of these individual countries um so right now it is all still singapore based um uh, because we we want to make sure that we have that uniformity across all platforms and all countries but eventually we will have to as we grow find local suppliers so we, we're looking into that. It takes a lot of R&D. And like I said, you know, matching up to these standards, I took Singapore for granted. And I was like, of course, every factory and every, you know, lab works this way. But now I'm finding out that, no, like it, it's hard to get that quality and standards. So as of now, we're, we're still manufacturing only in Singapore and then sending it out um, and exporting it. But eventually, as we grow, we will have to find local suppliers. So tell me, have you, um, you know, so clearly um, your ingredients are organic, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's what goes inside the product, mm -hmm. okay? But what about the packaging? I mean, how important is sustainability um, to you? And how important is it for bare skin? Mm -hmm. um, and what, um, you know, what kind of products do you use um, when it comes to the actual, you know, the, the bottles yeah. or the containers plus the, the boxes or whatever, yeah. you know, the packaging that is, um, that is used? Mm -hmm. How important is sustainability and what is your personal take on sustainability? Mm -hmm. good, very good question because we try to ask this it is in our brand ethos and DNA as well. But then at each step of our point, we ask us, is there a better alternative? Not financially, but for the planet. Because financially, the the you know worse option is always cheaper um, yeah. plastic. You know, it, financially, it always is uh, more lucrative to go down the path of not being sustainable. But um, I could give you a small example of our packaging. So the boxes that we have, ideally skincare boxes that you see are very glossy because and that's the because that, it catches your eye immediately. It looks expensive. It looks luxurious. But we opted for a recycled material paper that's that's matte and wilts really easily. But that's how the material is because it decomposes easily. Um, but I said that that's and finally, it's three times more expensive than the glossy cardboard that we could have used and it could have looked better it holds better it it holds a shape better as well but then we took a call as a company to use the sustainable paper that will wilt easily that has matte finish that sometimes you could your eyes just glaze over into the next product because it doesn't it's not as eye-catching um but customers have appreciated that um and if you look at our packaging it's also minimal ink used as well and the ink we use is also um, again, marketing, advertising, the catchier the colors, the brighter the colors, the better. 
but then we, we went on to this route. Um, the other product that we have are the tools. Um, usually tools come in a, in a cardboard box that slides in, you, you remove it and then you remove the tool and throw away the box. Um, but then we decided to use a reusable package. So it's a velvet pouch, uh, which is a very unique product in the sense, uh, a lot of the customers, so we looked at how they use the tool. A lot of them keep it in the fridge to make it cold. And then because cryo is such a big thing, right? Cryotherapy now, the cold therapy. So they use the tools to put it in the fridge and then they use it as um, cold tools. Um, so then we came up with a packaging that's not only reusable, but also cold safe. So it's, it's, you can put it, keep it in the freezer, put it in the fridge and then remove it. And it's, it holds, it holds the shape. It holds, holds the product safely. Um, again, it was a much more expensive option. Yeah. So I was going to ask that you did not really, in terms of the price point, because you've said that, you know, uh, your skincare products are not, um, and uh, I mean, not, not expensive, but yeah. they are, you know, they're a lot more affordable. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, you know, and you are yeah. sort of spending more yes. on the actual, yeah, yeah now that's, yeah. so yeah, it, yeah. Uh, profits wise, my, my, so my CFO is not very happy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is part of our brand um, ethos. So, yeah. and this was appreciated. So the packaging it comes with is the packaging you use to keep it as well. So there's nothing that gets thrown away. Even our mailer, mailer bags that we use are reusable and things like that. So at every point, we make sure that it's you know something that we're doing which reduces our carbon footprint. Um, I have a 16-year-old. Um, she's my oldest daughter. And she, I feel like Gen Z, we did the talking at, at our generation. The millennials did all the talking. But Gen Z is is at do, showing the action. The, yeah, the, yeah, there's so much yeah. action driven. Like we did yeah. all the walking, but they're talk, walking the talk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I really take inspiration from her. And even as, as something as small as, you know, Singapore, we have all these ART kits and they're like, mom, there's so much plastic. There's so much wasted in yeah. and for school that would have to do it every day. Yeah. And and this, they had alternatives to that. And I'm like, I would never even think along those lines. So when I hear them, you know, make their decisions based on sustainability, like they shop at vintage clothes, they, they don't adhere to fast fashion because it's so bad for the environment. Like they, their dollar spend also speaks according to their values, which I think in, in our generation, we just didn't. We took things for granted, I think. Yeah. And we yeah. didn't think that far. We didn't, we didn't think, think that far. And, and probably... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, when I really think about it, um, was the, yeah, the environment was um, always polluted, yes. but, you know, for us, our generation, but not like, um, not like the way it is today. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of human, um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of human intervention, uh, like playing with nature when it's not mm -hmm. necessary, mm -hmm. because on the one hand with technology we're kind of moving forward but yes. at the same time we're forgetting you know the whole uh, the simplicity of life yeah um and and yeah so you know you're absolutely right with the so so therefore we took things for granted exactly. but you know with this generation they are they're also turning around and 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 questioning us and mm -hmm. saying that you know um like why are you putting pressure on us? Yeah. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. why do you expect us 
to to be the change we are you know you kind of started something exactly. <laughs> so yeah why should we pay the price right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. but uh, yeah you're, you're right the thinking is just so it, it's so incredible and i have um um a 22 year old mm-hmm. uh, 23 um and um you know and i get inspired by her like every single day yeah. um, by what you know by her her thinking the clarity mm-hmm. the the approach yeah. um to to you know uh, natural resources um they, they're just so aware and, it's and even the choices they make they're and the choices they make yeah. yeah like they you know they don't mind um paying that extra dollar as long as they know that it's 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 that sustainable brand or yeah. they don't mind reusing something or yeah fogo like i mean even vintage shopping or you know they do it with that purpose behind yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is so inspirational we could take a you know lesson from them absolutely i mean i think every day is a learning um you know uh, through them from them yes. so yeah um how you know uh, like i mentioned earlier you are a woman of substance you know you've kind of done um so so much uh with your yourself um in terms of what you loved to do which was digital content um strategizing mm-hmm. and then what you've kind of moved on to mm-hmm. but you also mentioned that you have three kids mm-hmm. so um work life balance mm-hmm. um how does that kind of pan out for you yeah just a few tips for <laughs> um you know for for women who are listening in or, or who are going to be watching this conversation uh-huh. it's honestly it's a struggle right it's it's there's no clear cut answer for it it's such a a daily balancing act um some days you you finally think oh i've cracked it and then something happens and you're like shit it's all <laughs> all the building blocks are falling um, but as a mom i think we're all so innately um wired to multitask it's insane how much we can get done i don't think dads do that <laughs> as well as the moms can so right. multitasking has really helped me a lot um uh, it's been it's been crazy because the tools that we have now right you can grocery shop online while putting the kids to bed or you can uh, be on your emails while you're cooking dinner like it's just it, that balancing act has always been something that i've seen lean towards um the other thing i think that works for me cuz my kids are older now they're um in their teens um open dialogue has really worked for me so on the days that i'm struggling i literally tell them look i'm a bit overwhelmed i i have like 10 things to do you have an exam tomorrow so how can we make this work like uh, i think we don't give enough credit to them uh, especially if they're older it really helps to show them your vulnerable side and say you know today is an excellent day like you know we we did we, i i got so much done and we're spending dinner together and it's so much fun but some days are like i'm overwhelmed i really don't know how i'm going to get this done is there any way you can meet me halfway and i felt like ever since i've opened those channels of communication it has been really smooth for me and and for them also it's a learning right they it, they don't have to live in that bubble where everything's dandy like they also understand the struggles so when when they're going through it they open with with me as well yeah about what they're struggling with um so open communication has super helped me as well and then having 
uh, people around you that that support you again you know the women tend to to rally around each other very much um, and I've always been very blessed to be surrounded by women who do just as as much as I do and I take inspiration from them they're all multitasking working different jobs wearing different hats um, so if you find that tribe that you really resonate with you should hold on to them tight and and lean into them whenever you need that and also be there for when they when they need you yeah. um, unfortunately we live in Singapore where there's very less family like we don't have as much family support especially expats um, so the tribe that you choose to surround yourself with is so so important because that they will be your family right yeah. So it's uh, that those are the few things that has helped me um, navigate through motherhood and and being an entrepreneur. Like we have, we never stop. It's a constant um, journey. And I just had my birthday in September, and the first the the gift I gave myself is um, I never activated my DND option on my phone. So, <laughs> so that's what I started doing every night and. It's such a small thing, but it's changed the way I sleep. It's changed my energy levels. It's changed so much. Um, so something is a small tweak like that. Um, do you use your DND option? I do. Yes. I Isn't do. that phenomenal? Why did yeah. I not do this? <laughs> yeah. So um, just, just September was my birthday. So I've, I've started slowly doing that and it's been incredible. Yeah. So it's, it's these small little learnings and, you know, little, it's like a small little minds, milestone. Yeah. And yeah, no, no, that's, that's, yeah. I like, mean, and people look for these big changes and these big revelations, but it's just these small things. things yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good night's sleep can be magical. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for <laughs> <Don't> a <her> mom. <laughs> yeah. No, a mom and, um, you know, um, an entrepreneur who's mm-hmm. constantly, it's it's like it's it's constant work right Mm -hmm. so um yeah no excellent and I think your achievements speak for themselves and it's just been I mean I could go on and on with this (laughs) conversation but I guess I have to cap it so uh but it's just been wonderful talking to you Sabina I really uh, appreciate it thank you so much anything I mean you've done so much for you know women and the whole in Singapore, there's there's so many entrepreneurs here to highlight and learn from their journeys, and we all learn from each other. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and everyone's doing, um, you know, very diverse mm-hmm. things. So yeah. it's not like you know, I mean, and I feel like even if um, there is a competition, it's mm-hmm. it's very healthy yes. because you're still learning uh, yeah. from each other. So yes, as long as you have an open mind. We're in the skincare space as well. We're doing the same things. We rally each other. There's enough room for everyone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you, Payal. Thank, Thank you so much. Thinking. Thank you, Sabina. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have, have a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 